0: Interim ad the Ameno, or dinner. Amen, or amen, o me One and all, welcome back to the 2021 final edition of Nick's Nonfiction, here with your host comic Nick Munez. Today we've got A.J. Jacobs with the Year of Living Biblically. Brothers and sisters, put your hands in the air, can I get an amen? This is not Mr. Jacobs' first rodeo. This quest in particular transformed his life even more radically than the year he spent reading the entire Encyclopedia Britannica. He wrote a book about it called The Know-It-All. I would much rather watch a guy try to adhere to the Bible in a 2020 metropolis than try and beat an IQ test. Well, in school they're doing critical race praxis. They're taking faith tests in the state. It's not an IQ S A T anymore. Mr. Jacobs, he's immersing himself in prayer, tending sheep in Israel, battling idolatry. He has to tell the truth in all situations. Mrs. Jacobs quickly realizes she's not so in love with Catholicism. Catholicism? Do I look sexy today, baby? Well, you know I can't tell a lie. Well, do I? Throughout the book, Jacob's embedded himself in a cross-section of all these communities, Kentucky creationists, Pennsylvania Amish. He's dancing with Hasidic Jews in the streets of Brooklyn. For an entire year, he wears a tunic in the city of Sodom, New York City. Modern users take the Bible literally, treating it as a menu. What do I want to pick and choose to follow today? AJ is going to throw his morals out the window and undertake a biblical task, He has epiphanies, he's overcoming challenges. This thing is part memoir, part cliff notes of the Bible. You're going to take home some verses today. And you know I'm throwing in all of our favorite philosophers' takes on these religions. There's no more what would Jesus do today. It's what would you do if you're required to stone heretics? Are you one to comply with societal shame or are you brave enough to call something out even when it isn't the status quo. A deep dive into all these religious underpinnings can knock a few of your own morals loose, as Jacob does with his own faith. One cannot truly understand a virtue or philosophy without living it. The Bible is more about forgiveness and Alright, let me give you the fucking philosophical perspective up top. Christianity is a scam. All religions are based on a logical fallacy, the appeal to ignorance. You are arguing from a position that this thing is true because there's no evidence against it. What? You can't prove there's no heaven, so it must be there! That's one of the 15 flawed ways of thinking that humans have ruined the world with. But I mean, religion, the structure helps more people than it hurts in today's world. If the Catholic priests don't stop touching the little boys, I might have to expose more of these mental tricks. (laughs) Jacob, he's going to be fruitful and multiply. He's going to smite some fags into the internal flames of hell. Not my words, God's. What are you calling God a bigot? It's going to be a fun show today. How about you guys hear a word from our sponsors? About the author... A.J. Jacobs. Born 1968. Arnold is an American journalist, author, and lecturer best known for writing about his lifestyle experiments. He's an editor for Esquire and Entertainment Weekly. Jacobs was born in New York City. His secular Jewish parents went to Brown University. I know the NFL Browns suck. I wonder if those Browns ever make it to the bowl One time I pooed on the floor. I was like six and I had my friend over. It was a tiny ball of turd that just leaked out. I shook it down my pant leg. Didn't want to get in trouble from my parents, so I just blamed it on my friend. They sent him home and told his mommy shot on our floor. I don't regret it. I never asked for forgiveness in the friggin' priest booth. The Browns did not make it to the bowl that day. 2004. This friggin' guy, Jacobs, he took that year off to study the encyclopedia, and then he took the test to pass Mensa. That's the thing over in Europe. It's just their super smart community. Oi, this little bugger's Mensa. You got a license for all that thinking? 2005, he did Outsourcing My Life. AJ got assistance in India to answer his calls and write his articles for Esquire magazine. They didn't fire him. They gave him a podcast (laughs) that's made his wife even matter. I bet this is why domestic abuse is up in India. Spiked during lockdowns, all the Indians are working American jobs. This is like that Tim Ferriss book, The 4-Hour Work Week. It cites AJ's process that entire year, his experiment, science. (laughs) You could seriously just not work a day for the rest of your life and keep applying for new jobs and hiring new indians to read your emails <laughs> outsource if the industrialists are going to do it you got to wise up 2007 tried an article where he wouldn't lie for a month and again his wife was near divorce got fired from gimlet in 2016 big old podcasting network i don't does anybody think podcast networks are going to survive <laughs> this decade Anyway, AJ is his own network. He's doing experiments, interval training. This guy should take his fucking work over to Substack and start getting paid more than Esquire. Take another ad to the face before we do this year. All right, the year of living biblically, AJ Jacobs, Chapter 1, September. Here we are at 96.9 WFAG, the fag. We are burning fags today on our morning drive. Isn't that right, big man up there? Uh, check out the Patreon. I forgot to plug that. The hikes are better than ever. We're kind of closing that down for the uh, colder season. And the content's going to shift over to some more of our whip clips. Hopefully get some stand-up clips. And then uh, the memes over at Harry Schwant on Instagram. Getting bigger. 14,500 followers over there. Chapter 1, September. Fear God and keep his commandments for that is the whole duty of man. Ecclesiastes 12:13. From the moment AJ wakes up on day 1 of his experiment, if he does anything fearfully, he will have broken the law. You're not supposed to fear anything aside from God, just like the fourth commandment is to not praise another god. You're also not allowed to fear another god nor look up to them. God is a jealous girlfriend. Hey, you down there, I don't know if she's your co-worker, you gotta stop talking to her. AJ's lying in bed naked, sweating for two hours the first morning. He's thinking if I put the wrong clothes on, I'm going to fail within one waking hour. Deuteronomy 22.5 states, A man shall not wear woman's clothes. He's thinking I can't wear hoodies or sweatpants. Leviticus 19.9 says, Avoid wearing clothes of mixed fibers standing there naked, questioning if he should just wear leather. Starts using the computer to look up all the blends in his clothing brands. He's thinking, can I use the computer? And he admits while he was online, he checks his previous book sales. So he's two hours in. He already committed three deadly sins, pride, envy, and greed. (laughs) He comes across a nasty comment, remembers Proverbs 1911. Those with good senses are slow to anger. He's pulling verses out of that. It's going to make his journey easier rather than all these minimal laws. AJ hasn't left his apartment because he needs to get his house in order first. That's another one of those rules and proverbs. His wife is watching the U.S. Open with Venus Williams on. And he's saying, I have to avert my eyes from the television because they are referencing the name of another god, Venus Leaves the apartment to get his single-blend robe. He goes and orders it from a specific store. Finds in his apartment a pillowcase that's made of the same material, satin. And he strips it out, wife beats him with it, and then he uses this as his belt for his tunic. He spends the first day reading scripture, (coughs) purging his apartment of contraband. He goes to bed thinking, did I take a step closer to enlightenment today, or is this straight-up mental illness? He says vanity is a sin. On day three, he's limiting his mirror time, three minutes a day. And you're not allowed to shave in the Bible. So he's going to start looking like a homeless man real quick. AJ's about to eat like he's off the streets as well. He's saying he can't eat pork, shrimp, or rabbit. And then the book was saying there's no record of apples being in the Middle East. So the forbidden fruit is actually oranges. Okay, AJ, he's throwing his own spit on this. He's definitely going to get scurvy. <laughs> what is this? The orange tree was actually where the serpent was hanging out. His wife had to throw out all of her cookbooks for kosher ones. He's thinking all my meals are going to go back to basics, just rice and beans. His wife tries blacking out on the Bible the section of Leviticus which mentions the allowed sex acts. You know, it says missionary only, because if you conceive in the position that an animal would fornicate, your chance of birthing a beast was higher. (laughs) They knew about genetic hybrids better than we do. I'm saying chicks are going to actually hate real religion when you start reading the Bible. You can't get fucked right, and you have to throw out all your old cookbooks. The reason middle-aged women love it is because it's complete submission. You know, feminism is not compatible with a religion. Exodus 23, you shall have no other gods before me. I guess we're going to have to go Nietzsche early. Religion was a successful opiate for men for millennia because it just puts you in that state. I'm taken care of after this life, so I don't have to worry about anything or try to make the world a better place. AJ is saying these rules are irrational. <laughs> you can't eat rabbit stew. However, I can feel my antenna to God becoming stronger. And that's the true benefit of faith that we're going for here. Do you feel your freaking connection to the universe growing stronger? Like the smiling study, if you just fucking throw a dope grin on your face throughout the day, it's going to make you happier. And now AJ's following all these dumb rituals But for some reason, it's making him believe in God more. It's the same exact brain system. It's just more magical thinking. So he could be thrown into a loony bin. Mentioned some of the links to the hypothalamus and the pineal gland. He's going real deep in chapter one here. I was reading recently about nasopharynx inflammation. And that is proven to block pineal gland communication. Like reptiles, even higher mammals, don't have the pineal gland. That's prefrontal cortex, something that only humans have developed recently. That is how we're able to be conscious and know that we are just animals and talk and make actual thoughts about things and ideas We went over Egypt in the last couple months. I don't understand why there isn't more art or there's zero thinkers that came out of the whole Egyptian empire. The ancient Egyptians had this thing where they would make the slave class take regular nasal swabs. And the pharaohs found that the inflamed throat made the hypothalamus harder to communicate with the frontal brain. So that nasopharynx I was talking about, it's in the back of your throat, top of your nose. It touches your base brain. When that thing inflames, it makes critical thinking nearly impossible. Does this sound like anything in society people have been experiencing? Nasal swabs, deep fucking jabs into your head? Have you ever looked at the fucking infographics of what this is touching back inside your brain? I'm not saying to... uh, Stop taking PCR tests, which have been debunked. But do you feel violated after you take one of those? And that's the exact opposite of what we're going for. We want you to feel positive, secure, and empowered, not violated out here on this planet. AJ is saying that acts in any religion are irrational. Whether it's Catholicism or statism, what matters is how it makes you feel. And for some people, they go and shove the fucking Q-tip up their nose and go home I just saved the world today. I know that my antibodies are being ignored and I'm relying on a fake test to see if I'm spreading a fake fucking disease. I'm fed up. Last episode of the year, you can tell I'm kind of mailing it in, (laughs) getting some good Bible verses. It's all about these rituals and whatever it's putting your faith towards. If it makes you feel good, then that religion is doing pretty good. Let's be real. Christianity is losing the war of religion. Fucking <laughs> statism is winning. The monarchs. It always, humans have to put their drive towards something. Yeah, one third of freaking businesses closed this year. I'm, thir- I'm sure more than a third of churches closed as well. Jesus didn't make me feel good as a kid. All the nuns were telling me that I killed this guy. And then every Sunday I showed up to eat his body. What kind of satanic shit is this? For old people, Sunday Mass, you know, is getting together and gossiping about who dropped dead. So it makes them feel good. But it doesn't make kids feel good. I remember they would take us out of church so you didn't have to listen to the minister babble. And then we would go into a room where the nuns would teach us a lesson. And there was this little carpenter set in the back. So I was going to play with these power tools. I didn't have these high-class toys at home. And the fucking nuns would make me sit down. I was playing carpenter. I was pretending to be Jesus. I don't remember one story they told me. Maybe I could have nailed together a 2x4 if they let me play more. There could be no point to this rant, but I'm thinking it's to make you question whether your religion is helping you connect to God. If your religion is statism, do you feel productive when you quarantine and stay inside your room all day? (laughs) It makes you feel good that I don't care what you do. You don't have to shout from the mountaintops about it. And you know millions of people are Mormons and part of Jehovah's Witness. So a large group of people will just go along with anything. Adjusting was hard for AJ to reach this new baseline. This is just month one, and it's harder than everything that he's ever done before. He's saying this is the only time that Christianity has lowered his collective anxiety, because now he just has to rely on the Bible. He did lose the biggest (laughs) release valve, though, the biggest benefit to Christianity. Shouting, God Almighty, taking the Lord's name in vain. (laughs) That could ruin some collective anxiety. The Islamists found a loop in that one. You're not supposed to say his name. So they just shout Akbar in celebration. Allahu snack bar. Go to chapter two, October. It switches over to seasons later on. These are some juicy chapters up top. AJ seeing that applying to every rule in the modern world is going to be impossible. He's got to focus on one set of rules per day laminates a printout uh, set of rules and he's saying there's a leniency in the commandments of the Old Testament like no one shall ever change their beards the Amish trim their mustaches because they made this uh, military loophole the Amish bend a lot of the rules there's this one Thou shalt rejoice for the Lord on the seventh day. So some sects thinks this mean you should feast and rejoice, and a lot of them think that you should fast. I mean, AJ's book said the forbidden fruit was a kumquat earlier, so there's a lot of room to bend. AJ's planning his pilgrimage to Israel. Every student of the Bible makes their journey to the book's birthplace. You know, the Jews have the wailing wall. The Islams have that giant black cube. <laughs> The Christians just go there and act sad. Is there even a hill where they say that Jesus died? A.J. Wayne has a kid during a Marxist phase, and his parents wanted him to feel God, but he was just a angsty teen at the time. And he went to all these rabbis and bishops and was saying, these guys just do the religion so they could buy a Mercedes. Back in the day, they called the ministers rock stars. You know, they were the only ones able to read. Kind of a similar paradigm today. Only the priest knows how many Hail Marys you owe. <laughs> the Christians were smart enough to relocate with their missionaries in the Middle Ages, go take over South America, and now there's even South Korea, there's friggin' Christian Chinese people. <laughs> the Jews need to just leave that stupid peninsula of Israel. It's the size of LA to San Diego, it's like 200 miles of war zone go take over canada or australia aj is meeting with his i think it's his childhood cousin his name is gil and he has four kids he's a hasidic jew and he was raised catholic so they're just like swapping religions over there to see what community they want to be a part of he's saying in Gil's community nobody would write out the word god god it's sacrilegious even to see I'm going to go to straight-up Pakistan and wear a detailed stenciling shirt of Muhammad. Going to be one of those beach t-shirts of him with a giant head. I don't know, he's surrounded by goats. <laughs> they would friggin' behead you on sight. People are so orthodox over there, you can't even say God's name. Gil took uh, AJ to his temple and was showing him his special copy of the Torah. He teaches it to his four daughters. That's his only goal in life, he says. So AJ starts debating Gil, saying, don't you think Jesus made the ultimate sacrifice? Jesus never sinned. He only forgave other people. What did Moses do? He freed some slaves who could have freed themselves. He's going, everyone was fighting at the time. He said, Jesus stopped a world war that was going on. Everybody was fighting Jesus was like, just kill me. Everybody's mad. Uh, well, I'll forgive you. You know what? not what you do. God's looking out after all of us. <laughs> Someone has to pretend to be the chosen one from time to time if things are actually going to change. Gil is saying, you know, I totally would have done what Jesus did. and Gil is going, Jesus followed moral laws. He didn't follow ritual laws. Jesus should have been more by the books in Gil's point of view. Did the man get the job done or not? Important distinction in religion. Judaism, He like this guy's flipping between the two biggest ones and he settled on the Jewish. He's going, it's about ritual law. So did you fast during Rosh Hashanah? Did you read the text during the Seder? Did you ask for the friggin' manager? And then Christianity is about moral order. Do you feel bad committing the sin? Do you feel better after you confess? It's not about the little games that you play. Christianity is different than the other two, like uh, Islam is all about this, (laughs) maim the infidel. There are very strict call of duty objectives you could go after in Islam. (laughs) Of course, every Christian doesn't understand this, that it's just a moral drive. Many are still following Leviticus, just like AJ in this book, (laughs) being led astray by the shepherd. When a woman discharges blood, Leviticus says, any man who touches her for seven days becomes impure. The Roman Catholics are, like, scared of periods because of the devil. The red scare is my favorite time of the month. You're pretending to murder the misses, Rituals can be amoral because morals change over time. Like, someone would have needed to update the Bible. That's the whole funny part about the book. Is why you see the Amish just completely cut ties from the metropolises. We don't want your new morals. Big isn't beautiful around here. Orthodox Jews will integrate into society and follow other rituals. Like you see all these Jewish pop ups. It's an art scene, they have their bakeries. The Hasidic Jews are part of society. They still have the Sabbath and they do their little ritual tricks to get around. The board game. So you have to press the elevator button for me to go up. They're technically following the religion. (laughs) I mean, it's a game with no moral backing. Because you kind of know that you cheated (laughs) at the end of the day. The fucking Talmud, the Jews read, if you tie a guy up for interrogation and he dies, they say, you didn't kill that man. He died of starvation. (laughs) <laughs> the Jews people know how to like find loopholes this is probably why they're always portrayed as the merchant class if you're raised with that logos that pattern of always finding the loophole of course you're going to learn how to exploit the system here I'm not saying that it's moral but it's your religion so I who might argue with your God <laughs> if you really go to the bottom of orthodox philosophy it cares more about the ends then the means they are utilitarians as long as we get into heaven it doesn't matter how we got there and catholicism is a little more kantian what was your motive yeah you started a holy war but it was for god so it's a good thing even though you started a war a ritual is utilitarian and a moral is kantian religion is not a means to an end It's a means like that's what Nietzsche would say in its ideal form. Religion is not a race to the finish line to try to get a photo finish into heaven. I'm going to try to speed run life. It's supposed to be a means. You're supposed to use religion to make life easier. You're not getting to the full benefit if you're just (laughs) trying to reserve a spot in heaven. Spirituality is kind of people's interior voice, their motive. And then religion is effective when you purify the motives. So there's all these creepy rules. You're not allowed to wear mixed cloth in the Bible. We don't know who injected that. It's not a pure motive. The Christians that pay the tithe to get into heaven, those guys are getting it wrong. They're just as bad as the Muslims who blow themselves up to get 72 virgins. (laughs) And then you got the Kantian rabbi who's going, Well, you tried during Rosh Hashanah, didn't you? So he is a little bit over on the motivational side as well. I'm saying there's room to flex, but overall, just question, is the religion worrying about how I feel, or is this just an insurance policy? It's kind of in the weeds here. The point is just don't be sold on dogma. I mean, if you're going to choose a self-help mechanism, take the best of all of them. This was all the discussion that AJ had with Gil, in the temple, and it ended saying, the rituals make me feel whole. Maybe that's all that matters. You know, do you just want to be Tao, content in life? And Gil is saying, the Torah makes me feel whole. End of the book. I don't need to read any other book forever. (laughs) I think in terms of personal growth, this man got gypped. There's so many other books out there. Nietzsche was saying Christianity is there to instill obedience and again that's what gil was raised with just because you listened to a corrupt priest doesn't make you moral obedience following little rituals doesn't just make you moral who made this shit up you're following you're wearing a mask inside in the grand scheme of history i could probably sue your ass in 50 years for trying to make me inhale my own co2 (laughs) how are there no lawyers on this you're gonna get debarred you'll get your Priestship take it away if you actually try to empower people rather than make them jump through hoops. AJ's going if you get to the Holy Land, you see what person is there for personal gains and then who is there based on motives soaking in the experience. I've never been there. He said whether people were selfless or selfish over there, it was better on the whole to be around believers. Chapter 3 November. AJ is fully bearded. And on the fringe of looking normal, he's going, my clothes are making that impossible. Day 62 marks time for him to tackle the most perplexing item on the list, capital punishment. We're talking First Testament here, the Bible's judicial stance. It's like uh, Saudi Arabia times Texas and then triple that. You could be killed for adultery uh, blasphemy, perjury, witchcraft, incest, and bestiality. <laughs> the last two could get you the chair. Let me hit that bestiality-incest combo. Ew! Notice they didn't mention molestation. <laughs> this fucking organization was built upon molestation. Of course, that's not a sin. AJ chose the take for the book that Bible authors say cannabis is blasphematic. And the punishment for getting stoned is being stoned I think this is just all for tap and dance for the book if you look up that early I think it's in Genesis one of the first of the Bible God says and for all the seeds and plants are of your disposal to either harm or help you could take the poison plant and make an arrow tip out of it or you could smoke all the reefer that God put on this world why would he put this shit here just to tempt us the forbidden mandarin (laughs) isn't that that star wars show the mandarin baby yoda is orange it's a contingency in the bible should you be allowed to use all the plants or some of them that constantine probably edited into the bible illegal (laughs) state rituals legal i mean let's fucking be honest here you know jesus was puffing on fat clouds (laughs) he was a wino just stumbling around If Jesus came across a group of people puffing on hash you think he would have started stoning them on site (laughs) or he would have got involved and tried to spread the word of God AJ is taking the Old Testament you're not allowed to have fun and he's saying I walk by restaurant workers and they're dressed like queers so they're already breaking one law that's heretical I should start stoning them some of these guys were out back after their shifts just trying to smoke a little number he starts picking up little pebbles and puts it in his tunic pocket he starts throwing little pebbles at their feet and he's going i'm a psycho just ignore me and move on again this will get him into heaven this is apparently how everyone should act this is like what fucking uh alan watts said virtue is not always good your virtue is just annoying other people (laughs) aj is fishing for arguments he's like hey, you, why are you smoking? And people just want to be left alone. And this is like making it impossible to get other people to join a confrontation. It's pretty hard to get people to fight you. Remember that scene from Fight Club? You could really get into people's faces. Curse words might make them go over the edge. He's having trouble here trying to get in a dodgeball game full of boulders bothering people. I don't know, man. I think Jesus would have ponied up at the smoke circle after the freaking lunch rush. But AJ is the righteous one out here, bothering people trying to relieve stress. <laughs> Let's go motive versus utilitarian. He probably inflicted a negative impact on the world. This guy probably had to come back out for another cigarette and then drank extra hard that night to relieve of the stress of having pebbles thrown at him. Pretty hypocritical here. <laughs> The whole chapter is hypocritical. We're talking about cannabis in the Bible. These Midwestern moms who pretend to be the closest to Jesus, they're the priests of the household. They go on a rage spree if they find out a teen has been smoking weed, and then they boof a bottle of wine and take a Xanax. Some of these hoes can guzzle a casket of wine of a week. Like, Jesus couldn't even drink that much. <laughs> Virtue is not rational. These people are just... Jumping through their own hoops. You gotta follow your morals. I gotta cap this point. If laws could be a moral. Alcohol, in which 50% of violent crimes take place under the influence of, is legal and promoted on every corner. Cannabis is the devil's lettuce. <laughs> so fucking upside down. If Catholicism wants to stay relevant, it's gonna need to turn a corner on all this hypocrisy. Down in Denver, they have the First Church of Cannabis. It's too woo-woo. I've walked through there before. They only do sermons a certain few times a week. It's There's murals all over the ceiling. The place where you would want to trip or smoke a blunt is always in a church. <laughs> like I'm saying, all the churches are abandoned in the Bible Belt. That's going to be the best urban exploring of the 21st century. A.J. is mentioning a prayer he had to say to his wine before drinking it. There's a specific prayer just for your juice. Guy is literally praising his alcohol and stoning other people. There's no hypocrisy in the Bible. Christianity is the religion of yucking someone else's yum. They're the vice police. (laughs) A.J. didn't have it in him to kill someone else, so he didn't adhere to that biblical law. He's a bad Christian. If your religion requires violence, you have just joined a gang. I bet the government has a religious database. (laughs) They definitely have it for Islamophobia or whatever it's called in Guantanamo Bay. I think it was from the uh, Jeffersonian Bible we had last year. Mame the infidel. Quote from the Quran and a bunch more like that. We also have the entire Sermon on the Mount over in that episode. Check it out. Gil told AJ he raised his kids with the Bible before the Torah and it requires you to beat your kids for sinning Gil said that his kids started to like being beaten just think about how much this perverts (laughs) children go back to Nietzsche who studied people psychologically this will really flip on some weird switches he said Gil one of his kids became a megalomaniac And he thinks the Bible did this to his kid, which it could have. So why are you teaching them the Torah? And he even took his child to be diagnosed by a priest. He said the kid thought that he was God. And the priest who diagnosed him is the one pretending to have a direct extension to God. That guy's not a megalomaniac, but the kid is. (laughs) Just pointing fingers at each other. Religion is supposed to make you gracious for the good times on earth and... Is just maximizing people's anxiety. (laughs) Am I stepping on God's toes when I try to create something? These kids are like turning into subs. Catholic girls are the kinkiest master-slave mortality mentality. If you beat a kid, you know there's more statistics of them going on to beat their kids. Well, if you fuck a kid, the same thing happens. That's what the priests are, the beaten and the damned. Gil is giving his kids the worst of every holy book. Like we said that other episode, China is pimping out all the ideologies just to enslave their people. Gil is making (laughs) their kid read Hebrew text backwards and probably get scared by all that, too. You're going to be a man and you're 13 years old. Get out of my house. Moving to chapter 4, December. This one gets a little medical. AJ. Oddly out of sync in New York, the Bible is saying a little about December holidays. Everybody is getting ready for the parades. Saturnalia is the OG Christmas myth. That outdates the Gregorian calendar, but of course the pagans celebrated it, so we had to rebrand it. Around the winter solstice, the pagans would eat, you know it, Amanita muscaria, the mushroom. They were all tripping balls and would give each other gifts. And so we took that and said. Santa comes down your chimney, and if you're bad, he's watching you every single day. Of course, there's good to it. It's more blessed to giveth than receiveth. <laughs> they took that from the all-giving people and inserted all this guilt about he knows when you're awake. Day ninety-five, A.J. says he became the man who he'd cross the street to avoid. He's blending in for a New York Christmas. Everyone thinks he's a performance actor, one of the apostles. On one particularly hard Sabbath, A.J. was looking forward to his jug of wine, his loaf of bread. He's thinking, if I fall and hit my head, I am not permitted to receive medical practice. So he's praying for peace every single morning because you're not allowed to get put on a ventilator. He said, A.J., he found himself for the first time. Instead of praying for health care, he was praying for a change in culture. Just the fact that nobody in this country cares about their own health. So it just amounts in. Of course, you don't have free health care, but then we get shoved gruel down our throats. Like you got to question, are these holistic doctors or midwives outlaws? It's a new band of people that aren't playing by the rules (laughs) who's that doctor that showed that you have to um, aerate the needle and you're not supposed to give this black scene intravenously and everybody's supposed to be intramuscular nobody cares nobody fucking asks any questions i bet you within the end of the decade they're going to say that germs can get caught in your hair so everyone has to shave their head And your phones are dirty, too, so everyone needs an identified number tattooed on their arm. No religious exemptions. Why you got vaccines for rickets and mumps and rubella? Yeah, those are vaccines. That's not mRNA therapy. And those had religious exemptions. How come this new one, there's no exemption? AJ said he found himself distrustful of American culture overall because he spent too much time in the Middle East, maybe. He goes, when your belief structure is as rigid as mine, cultural holidays fall flat. (laughs) Guys, nobody go home for Christmas. I hope you all have a very naughty and awful Christmas this year. You better be listening to Fauci because he said Christmas is canceled. Even though there's SEC football games with stadiums of 40,000 people without a mask on, you can't see your family. Otherwise, you're a wackadoo conspiracy theorist. (laughs) Always listen to authority. Down the street, my friend's dad was a Jehovah's Witness. This kid was not even allowed to have birthday parties. Seriously, he's saying when your belief structure and your rituals get too rigid, you're never going to celebrate life. And, of course, that'll get you to heaven, if that's the only thing that matters to your consciousness. It's a double-edged sword here. You know not to trust either the Bible in some situations or the state scripture. Meanwhile, your own fucking scripture is equally as perverted. Like, no one's as pure. So, there's no one to follow, I'm saying. We need Jesus. Proverbs 11.6, the treacherous are taken captive by their lust. There's all kinds of hedonism increasing around us. And the holidays increase lustful proposals. <laughs> Why are you getting the state involved in your sex life? I'm saying, of course, you got to get married because it's what people do. Logic. AJ dropped this crazy stat where most of the uh, engagements that happen around the holidays wind up in divorce. You're just lost in the aura of Christmas and magic. And of course all the advertisement kicks up around the holidays. Most people's uh, extra money for the year gets spent in these previous two months. So there's all these like sexy ads on television. AJ is saying I gotta stifle my sex drive by avoiding seeing women. He's a hundred years behind the Islams. Let's just cover every girl's face. Let's put a garbage bag on everyone so nobody gets public erections. It's going to be super hard for AJ living in New York City. You know, there's an advertisement on every corner with a naked lady. It's the city of Sodom, (laughs) the ancient evil city where boys would hook up with boys and they would burn, sacrifice women. That's what New York City is, and he's trying to be pure. Islam and Catholicism are scarily similar in terms of sexual repression here. You can only have missionary sex. AJ says, when one carnal urge breaks, the rest follow. Abstinence from one thing helps the rest. Certain places aren't conductive for religion. AJ is realizing this is why they have... 200 miles closed off to just fight about religion in the Middle East. And the Amish are out in the countryside. It's going, it's not that you can't live in a metropolis as a religious person. You're just no longer welcome in society. People look at you weird. So are you even living in society at that point? There's too much synchronicity here. I gotta draw it back to the fucking jab, the woke poke. No medical exemptions. A.J. Jacobs, I know you can't even eat shrimp The Bible doesn't have any exceptions about injecting fetal particles developed by DARPA mRNA technology into your arm. Religious people hate abortion, and you're expecting them to inject dead babies into their veins. (laughs) What the fuck? Did you see that? The Pfizer Project Veritas leak. There are a couple higher-up employees that are saying there are fetus cell particles inside of these vials yeah this is a straight-up mark of the beast bro we're living through some biblical times we have these <laughs> there's particulates of babies inside of people nietzsche let me just bring it up for the last time in the show maybe he said god is dead by that he means people are worshiping power structure saying statism is the hottest new religion. The current ruling regime will not allow you in society unless you are completely devout to the state. That's the mark of the beast test. I'm not trying to turn it into one of these crazy Bible people. You saw the New York governor who wasn't even elected because of Cuomo got poured out. This chick is going, all of you people can be my apostles as long as you get the shot. They're not even hiding it. This is your religion. You will love it, plebe. Live in the pod. Eat the bugs. You will be censored. You used to have to avoid heretical material. The heresy is fucking medically mandated into your DNA. The Bible is saying entertainment cannot include premarital sex. And AJ is like every sitcom I see, every fucking song I listen to is about premarital sex. No grindhouse films for AJ. That's pretty uh, contradictory, so all religion, statism, or Catholicism is self-contradictory. The Bible is a slasher film. There are people mutilating private parts, killing babies every single other chapter, and you're not allowed to watch a movie entertainment with alcohol, according to the Bible. You could only read the Bible if you want some murder porn. Ends December (laughs) like one of the Orthodox Jewish people. He gets Chinese food and watches a movie. And he's going, I am opening up the gift inside divinity. Very deep. Chapter 5, winter. New Year's resolutions are a pagan ritual. You're not allowed to make them. Only motivations shall come from on high. That earlier Bible verse he dropped in the beginning is somewhat applicable to New Year's. Don't listen to what the haters are saying. You talk trash to yourself if you need to. You see, the Bible verses can kind of be weaponized or prosed either way. What happened to be not afraid? I am with you. They're telling you not to make goals. (laughs) January, he gets out of his habit of self-googling, gets rid of that pride, being called a smartass for the encyclopedia britannica book but it's rolling off his shoulders he makes the bigger point to himself i will never let a non-believer point fingers at me again because this person is probably going home and masturbating to lowly hentai (laughs) why do you care about what an internet commenter thinks they know nothing about purity on the subway he saw a guy with a shirt that said i'm looking for treasure can i see your chest And he said, people are sitting closer to this crazy than to AJ. That guy's more dangerous, but he appears to be more similar. So that's enough. AJ realizing if you become too independent, you may forget the rules of the games you're supposed to be adherent to. In February, he got invited onto a small morning talk show. He forgets the unspoken walls that you're not supposed to breach in the narrative. They're promoting his experiment with him in his weird clothes. And then he drops some Leviticus on them. 1916. Don't go around as a gossiper among your people. Calling out all the morning shows. (laughs) Their entire business is TLC, Exposed Celebrities, Vice, E-News. That's all sacrilegious. Lady fires back at AJ. Hey, chatterbox. Didn't you do a hit piece on someone for Esquire magazine? He's like, yeah, but I repented. (laughs) What a dumb religion. You could fucking kill a million people and then just pray for forgiveness. Yeah, this is a good one. This is a keeper. (laughs) The only accountability that Christians have is original sin. Every baby is evil. What is this? Fucking paranoid ass religion i made this comparison. I should, like, make this a pinned tweet or something. I don't even go on Twitter. Religions have original sin. Once you're born, you are responsible for Jesus dying, and you have to work to get your way into heaven. Governments have the social contract. When you were born, you signed a contract that said you have to pay taxes so that you can earn our state retirement plan. Identity politics, wokeism, cultural Marxism, Maoism, whatever you want to call what we are experiencing, they have white guilt. You were born with skin and you don't have as many intersectionalities as other people, so you have to be given a disadvantage in certain places. All of these are unproven burdens. They are tacit agreements, which you agree to as an infant. So in a legal stance... In a constitutional stance, in a society I thought we're going by laws, legality, none of this is admissible. <laughs> Literally. Fucking religion, they're all flawed ways of thinking. It fucking breaks your brain from the beginning if you're part of any of these cults the woke one, the state one, or honestly the religion one. I'm saying you could twist it for yourself if you fucking wake up and read Deuteronomy. <laughs> I don't know, man. All of these things. If there's an organization telling you you're guilty, you have to pay us $500 to get started selling knives. You know, these type of things that put you in a hole from the start. Always be wary, man. Those tricksters are just getting better with time. They're hiding the religion in forms of senators. I've seen that some people are getting out of the vax with an implied consent argument. Yo, I'd love to see somebody apply that to the social contract. (laughs) Your Honor, my client didn't sign shit. Cease taxing his income immediately or prepare to be sued. We should all try to move to sue the federal government. AJ didn't dismantle a social contract on the morning show. They made him look like the wild, old, biblical guy that he is. He doubles down knowing that he can't make it out of this hole that these talk show hosts have put him into. And he goes, What's with all these sexual images around the city? How come you're always showing women in their best address? Vanity. Can we vote on ad placement? That's what he said on this morning show. Good morning, America. Proposing a Democratic vote. Get this shit off the air. That is non-democratic. It's up to the corporations what our city looks like. Sir, you are here to present uninteresting gossip. To easily influenceable women, when <laughs> you stop making real points and trying to fix this country, get off our show. These bitches hate them. It reminds me of that explore everything scene, Bradley Garrett. They're always trying to get you when you go on one of these shows, so you gotta Norm McDonald them and go a little bit deeper. After a bad appearance, AJ is feeling less comfortable leaving his house and he's making his rituals easier in a tighter loop. He's getting more neurotic. Starts growing cucumbers inside of his apartment. (laughs) Going, if I bear fruit, people will stop and not see me as a threat. Psalms 33, 2. Praise the Lord with lie. Make melody to him with the harp of ten strings. AJ picks up the harp. Feels like he's floating when he's playing. The music's given him an ethereal connection. Against his best interests, AJ Googles if there's any other good harpists out there. Again, with the jealousy, (laughs) and it, like, crushes all of his hopes and dreams. He stops playing harp, bringing back the idea from the first chapter. Stop caring what other people think. You're never going to take on anything new if you care about pagans. Also made the comparison. I wouldn't have started the Bible task if I knew how hard this learning curve would have been. A.J., with all of his cucumbers, is eating healthier, not allowed to have lard, trying to observe rules more strictly, had to stop eating out everything in restaurants is broiled in butter AJ's cholesterol went down for some magic reason without medical intervention it had been high for 20 years <laughs> it's got to be hard to eat right in new york city you go to a new york city's farmer market they're selling rat meat <laughs> uh, sewer to table mushrooms he had this anecdote where he got obsessed with blackberries they stop stocking them in stores and so he drives up to the country to the supplier that was the blackberry and he said a prayer with the farmer to pray for more rain. You have to sacrifice a virgin. You think a prayer is enough for rain? You got to be dancing. <laughs> Make a totem pole. He's saying the religion gave him a clean outlet. Berries and prayer with farmers. Yeah, not so deep. And he's in the end of uh, winter here, February. He had a gradual growth of spirituality that then took a dip, which is kind of like the stock market, <laughs> which you're not allowed to be a part of because you can't gamble in the battle. you got to hold on to that religion. It took a dip. Diamond hands that shit. He's going, poker is illegal, so I lost that voice. I'm just spending time on the harp. AJ's father came to visit and he was baffled to see him, like, with the grown-out beard and all of that shit. It was actually his father-in-law making fun of him. You're going to marry my daughter looking like that? He made a joke about the Bible and then winked to AJ. AJ broke the conversation saying, I know it's weird, but the Bible restricts winking. And they go back and forth, him and his father-in-law. The Bible doesn't say a goddamn thing about winking. I listen to every story in church. AJ's going, that thing is like 3,000 pages long. And he's annihilating the old man with all of his new friggin' knowledge. I don't know why this had to be in the book. He's pointing out he's not following the rules. And the father-in-law snaps off saying, It's the point of this is to just spread awareness and make other people believe in God. AJ's going, the missionaries failed. (laughs) They went across the world and tried to spread religion to everybody and were either killed by the savages or just massacred all the people who didn't know how to learn a new religion at 50. It's a decent argument here. It's not just that, like, motive versus outcome shit that we did before. It's more about the internal here. And the dad is saying it's just to spread the positive Christianity as far as it goes, which is a utilitarian outcome. And then uh, AJ is going, you're supposed to go within with this book. It teaches you how to perfect yourself. Where He's like getting across the point of the Christ consciousness. If everybody just acted like Jesus, not the megalomania shit trying to make sermons, but if everybody just forgave and was there to have a good time, the world is fixed immediately. If you just look in the mirror and fix yourself, if everybody had self-responsibility, the world would be full of assholes. (laughs) And that's the whole point. If everybody... Fucking finally took the Amanita muscaria one day. People might wake up to that shit, and it's it being misunderstood by the dad here. He's going, "Look at you! You're in your tonic. You think you're God? You're being sacrilegious. You can't even say his name wrong. You think you're the guy on the cloud? It's the fucking scene from our last video, Creativity Inc. You think you're the real Buzz Lightyear? <laughs> All this time, I thought it was an act. Like, Buzz actually thinks he's the chosen one, the friggin' savior. That's not the actual point. That's another misleading of Christianity. You can spread that awareness without taking yourself too seriously. 200 days in, and AJ, for the first time, feels like he can walk away having learned something because he kind of taught his father-in-law something. Just, you spread something, not by virtue and yelling at, tweeting at other people, You spread something by perfecting yourself and making an example. Let's go to chapter 6, Spring. Deuteronomy says, You shall not harden your heart or shut your hand against a poor brother. He needs to get out of New York City. Otherwise, Deuteronomy's going to run his bank account dry. All the hobos in New York City, It's just one dollar. Give me a dollar. There's a million hobos. (laughs) And you shall not turn your heart on a hardened brother. It's literally unviable to be religious in New York. Remembers his trip to Israel, being the fundamentalist inside. Time for some Amish. We smoke big doinks out here in Amish. The Puritans banned booze because it made people more tame. And the Amish said they did it for the same reason. The Bible doesn't say anything about not having to drink alcohol. They just did it. Like in Utah, you can't have more than three percent beer. AJ's wife was third trimester pregnant and she's deciding to give up on wine. Maybe should've did that a little earlier. AJ's easing off with her, so he's going cold turkey. Easing off cold turkey. Thomas Welch was one of the original Puritans who tried to unferment wine. You know all those stories about uh saltines are supposed to make your sexuality more repressed this guy Thomas Welch we're all having Welch's fruit snacks (laughs) it's to make us celibate why are those gummies always like powdery they're putting some weird ass dust on our goddamn fruit snacks the first Thanksgiving I bet grape juice was there instead of wine the Puritans they couldn't drink (laughs) Native Americans thought we were squares Passover comes in April the most famous biblical holiday. Goes out to Long Island for a dinner party. AJ comes through with an uncensored version of Passover. Yeah, they took Moses out of the river. And then they cut his dick off and he bled everywhere. I don't understand why religion is so against abortion. Every other page is about sacrificing a baby. Exodus twenty-one twenty-one. You can beat your slaves as hard as you want. As long as he survives a day or two post-beating. Another one of these religious loopholes. It's coming from the Seder story. Everyone's finding AJ's stories interesting until he's told all of them. You guys aren't allowed to drink wine. I've been having grape juice this whole time. No one wants to party with an Old Testament. You've got to get that new testicle in where Jesus is turning your water bottle into a wine cooler at the party. No one wants to party with Cain and Abel. I'm inviting Jesus as a VIP. Really cool part about this chapter was a thing the Amish had called Jubilee. This happens twice a century. It was a thing throughout history. All debts are forgiven every 50 years. All property is returned to the original owners and rich and poor is rebalanced. They have a purge of forgiveness. He said people would cry outside in Amish country when this happens. People get mad at capitalism. It's understandable that crony capitalism is what you're really mad about. If we moved back to free enterprise, these things like Jubilee would be possible. Instead, to forgive your debt, you have to participate in the squid games. We're all sinners. Well we don't take a day to acknowledge it, People are going to get lost in the virtue. Like, we don't have one day when everybody either confesses their sins or forgives everybody. And because of that, you just keep getting lost in your own virtue year after year. Everyone's a piece of shit. If we just come out and admit it, it's not as bad of a world. Seriously, we're never going to have, like, a total reset. All you fucking communists want to reset the game of Monopoly. If you can... You have to stop all these crony laws that empower the corporations and intertwine them with the governments. I think if we're going to reset the game, everyone needs to forfeit their victimization as well. This has become a form of currency. You know, intersectionalities are wealth in terms of identity politics. You're a gay black midget, so you get every single slot on TV or whatever. Now that it's a global economy you got to forfeit the victimhood. Are you really as oppressed as a Filipino working in the Nike factory? It would be total jubilee for humor if people actually admitted their place in the world. Comedic theory. The end of the year. We could get real comedy on you. It will totally disintegrate by 2023. If everyone keeps acting in their virtuous self. And I'm saying it's infecting the fucking real life club scene as well. People's audiences are great. It's healthy for everyone to act like an animal for a few days. I kind of truly believed that. Otherwise, this shit just gets repressed and repressed. They have that thing in Italy. There's this... Mountain town where they have a mini purge. All the men meet in the town square and just fight each other for 48 hours. They say the following few months, there's basically no crime in this town. If you sanction a place for people to go and mutually consent in whatever activities to get rid of their steam, people will start treating each other like humans again. But Again, we just repress and repress and repress. These priests have an entire lifetime of repression. And they wind up looking at CP online. I bet if there was a sexual purge once a year, we wouldn't have these sociopathic, like, Ted Bundys, and we wouldn't have this societal explosion like Halloween. (laughs) You could get laid. That was basically the Italian masquerades. Everybody just gets together and bangs in the streets. And uh, who did I make fun of before? Lowly hentai. All of the weeaboos. We are going to have this class of men that just get shut out if we keep repressing. You would think like the apps that we have now would help with the sexual repression that's been infected in our society since the Puritans. It's making it worse. They say something like uh, 4% of men have 60% of the matches. (laughs) Like, we're breeding young sociopaths. The men and the women are easily able to dispose of one another. I'm not exempting myself from any of this stuff. I have over 900 matches on fucking Tinder waiting in my pocket. Humble brag or whatever, I hate myself. It's fucking insane. I do not hook up with any woman that has a height requirement in their bio. This is a shout-out to all of the short kings across the world. Bitch, if you're going to have a height requirement, go work at an amusement park. I don't put up with any of this. If Jesus had a dating app, which is sacrilegious, he would never have written the Sermon of Mount Olive. Mary Magdalene would have slid into his DMs a year ago. I mean, think about like when the pill was invented in the 1970s. People were spreading crabs in their mystery machines and fucking each other on their shag carpet walls. And then in the 80s, they had to scare everyone back into monogamy with the AIDS epidemic. The control of sex is very close to government and religion. I do not believe the two are separate. The government couldn't (laughs) dream to rearrange monogamous norms the way that big tech currently is. There's a 50% divorce rate now. You could thank Mark Zuckerberg for some of that. Everyone has this, like, fantasy of their 10,000 Facebook friends from the past, and they go around playing what could have been. This has such effect on society that senators never could have had. In Japan, they have that entire class of men who have become shut-ins. They say from 2008 to 2018, the amount of sex had by men under 30 was cut in half. We should be expecting massive demographic changes in the culture of society. Sex is the easiest way to control people, and for most of time that was left up to religion. And now it's left up to (laughs) creepy think tanks. People we don't even know the names of. You know, Facebook and Amazon now want a seat at the UN. (laughs) We gotta tie in the ultimate (laughs) incel Nietzsche 600 IQ shut-in. Some say he was gay. He wrote The Inferior Sex, a book about women. During the Industrial Revolution, he wrote about how the mysticism of crop farming, how people would pray to God for there to be rain. And just for one more season, all of that connection to the earth was totally trampled over for manual industrial labor. This is when the biggest changing of society the third industrial revolution this guy was like we are having our spirits crushed he was a super empath in Nietzsche he was just the first to feel what everyone is now feeling billions of people are experiencing it do you really feel like you have a meaning when you punch your card in at the factory or get your user ID for your fucking corporation (laughs) I'm not saying God is dead here we just don't have any connection to the true mystery of the earth, and it sounds so gay when you say it. There's no other way to get people to feel it. All the Pavlonian conditioning that we were told as a kid it's to fucking skim that out of your brain. Skinner schooling that was the system that fundamentally changed people's self-image. Look at this time of history. Nietzsche put it all on blast. We'll have his book uh, atra. In 2022, death of God is equally the death of the individual. People are just fucking giving up on themselves. Big spoiler. We're starting 22 with Klaus Schwab, the fourth industrial revolution, this transhumanist asshole. He's uh, writing The Great Reset. So we're going to have that book and the first chapter is all about how there's no such thing as independence. There is only interdependence. These motherfuckers rewrite history right in front of us. It's insane big books to come and it ties into all of this he said the end of the individual reached a crescendo around that time there's going to be a new strain of philosophy called like uber nihilism (laughs) these kids that are growing up right now i feel so fucking bad for spirituality is alive the search for god might not be why the fuck would god make this simulation for us like nietzsche said people were going to repetitive sermons they were not becoming spiritual they were becoming ritualistic i think the kids are realizing it corrupt priests can only get their hands on these kids for so long day 300 aj is serving a holy apostle soup kitchen serving dry-eyed hobos saying god's grace is gone you look into people's eyes you could tell if the divine spark is there when you look into a hobo you would need a flint rod to recreate that divine spark the industrial society beats God out of you alcohol and sex in excess can numb you to the point where your connection to the beyond is unrecognizable let's go to our final chapter number 7 summer day 336 AJ's orthodox aunt is asking him when he's going to return to normal and he goes Same to you. This lady has the curly Q sideburns. When are you going to start being normal? But she's just been doing it for so long, she can't even see the trees for the forest. (laughs) Final stretch, AJ's interviewing authors and pastors wearing thin on him. He just wants to go to a monster truck rally, go to a strip club and do a line off a G-string. Day 359, his wife gives birth to two twins. One week, Geftum would two twins be four, people? One week left on the clock, and the wife just went to the hospital using modern medicine. This guy basically gave up on the experiment. He didn't even bother to get a medulla, you know, one of those midwives, the outlaws. Had the twin boys circumcised. Nothing biblical about this birth. He should have had them in a manger. <laughs> These. Did you know that there's a circumcision support groups? <laughs> These men, they get together. I don't feel whole anymore. Every day I imagine what it would be like for my girlfriend to suck on my foreskin. AJ is saying, "Is the New Testament circumcision becomes optional. Okay, so why are we still cutting off babies' penises? I hate this shit. I'm going to join the support group. You know Jesus was uncut for some reason. We're still letting... <laughs> So God, he made up circumcision as a rule by telling Abraham to implement it. You know, people were really dirty at this time. Abraham's son lived in his tent with him until he was 80. So this was supposed to happen eight days after birth. But the idea came to God late. So he just told Abraham to circumcise his 13-year-old son. And then his other son was 99 years old. (laughs) Remember, everyone in the Bible lives to be 400, so he'll have a good amount of time to use his hoodless penis. They're cutting off an old man's dick here. Do you think the moil would refuse to suck the blood off the old man's dick? (laughs) Gotta wonder. Uh, you, You know, this is what happens. I got the mixed circumcision, the Christian version, so they don't bring in this rabbi type of guy. They have an actual grown-ass man put his mouth on the baby's penis and suck the blood until it coagulates with saliva. And that's supposed to treat a wound better than modern medicine. There's some creepy shit that goes down in these hospitals. It's very justified that there's support groups within your first days on Earth. You get mutilated. Why are we still doing this? While we're on the topic of dicks, I do want to bring up Moby Dick today because it's a super biblical tale. Captain Ahab, he had his leg bit off when he was a young sailor and he never felt whole. He thinks if he can go out and catch the biggest, most elusive whale, Moby Dick, it'll make him feel complete. This fucking whale has a face the size of a bus with eyes on either side of its head. And Ahab is saying, I want to look... This bastard in the eyes. I want to ask him why he took his legs from me. And of course, it's all an allegory. It's one of the best novels of the last century. It's about man's search for the impossible task. You can never look God in the eye. You fucking can push yourself, break a world record. You could climb to the top of a mountain. You could be near death. And for some reason, this asshole can't show himself to you. He's going, I need to look God in the eye and ask him, why am I suffering? Why the fuck did you cut one of my legs off from the beginning? It's all a really good story. You should go back and read Moby fucking Dick. Call me Ishmael. And Captain Ahab is one of the funniest characters ever. He's a pirate and he's on a mission. Unfortunately, AJ didn't go whale hunting. He finished his biblical year with a couple miracles, his twins. And like Captain Ahab, A.J. did find out more about himself through the pursuit of spirituality than the end of catching a whale. C.S. Lewis said, "The distinction between pretending you are better than you are and beginning to better in reality is finer than moral sleuthhound's convenience. You convince yourself you're putting in genuine effort. You can become better. The placebo of all religions." believe and achieve out there young knickers want to thank you guys for staying tuned for aj jacobs year of living bibby my name is nick munez and we gotta tease our next show coming up as i said this was our last book of the year what a year of growth we're gonna go over all of that in our 2021 super cut and i'm gonna be uh introing all the videos it's out here to expose the growth of the show to see what's coming for a year ahead so you're not going to want to miss it definitely check out the Patreon last chance to get in there at the right price and all kinds of experimental stuff going on thank you guys who have tuned in over this past year and a bigger special thanks to the patrons we're going to keep on growing this thing and getting every better happy Christmas to everybody happy new years I'm going to see you all the first Tuesday of 2022 Nick Munez signing off peace.